Tennessee. I am Jackie Cancier, your state chair for the Tennessee chapter of National Council of Severe Autism's National Grassroots Network. This is your weekly podcast where we talk all things policy, advocacy, and news that impact individuals in Tennessee with severe autism and related disorders. News this week is we do have a webinar coming up tomorrow, this Sunday, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. This webinar is all about you. It's called Exploring Advocacy, Finding and Refining Your Voice. I will be presenting, and this webinar is not about how to be a replication of me or my advocacy styles or policies, but instead it aims to break down any barriers that you may have in finding your voice heard. I have really tried to develop content that will allow anyone to find a custom fit approach to advocacy that rests inside their comfort zone. This is going to be an interactive webinar meant to be thought-provoking, so I do recommend that you bring along a pen and paper to be able to write down your thoughts as we go through the webinar's content. So join us tomorrow to look deeper into finding your unique fit in the advocacy realm. The world does need your voice, so let's explore how to amplify it. Head over to tncsa.org forward slash voice to pre-register for the event. Anyone who pre-registers will be sent the hyperlinked slides following the webinar. The webinar will also be aired on Facebook Live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash TNNCSA. Other big news is next Tuesday's Arch General Assembly session for Tennessee. What will this year bring? Quite honestly, because of caption bills, we never really have a grasp on the issues for any assembly session until late January, early February. However, this year, we do know that expanding school vouchers is going to be a big, big topic. That push comes directly from the governor. It will require everyone in the disability community participating in advocacy in order to protect students with disabilities. Expanding school vouchers will dilute public funding into private schools, even unaccredited private schools. Not only are these schools not even required to accept students with disabilities, But when they do, those students do not have the federal protections they have by attending a public school. If you think public schools have a difficulty now supporting students with disabilities, diluting their funding to redistribute to private schools certainly is not going to improve special education in Tennessee. The Tennessee chapter of NCSA will be joining others in the state in opposition of expansion of school vouchers. Another look into this upcoming session, the Tennessee Justice Center and the Tennessee Disability Coalition will be working towards a resolution for family caregiver pay. They have a pay family caregiver resource hub on their website, and we recommend that you head over there and stay up to date on those efforts. The Tennessee chapter of NCSA will be supporting that measure. Additionally, our chapter's priority focus for the 2024 session is increasing 10-care accountability for federal and state parity laws. Tennesseans with high acuity care needs for behavioral health are often denied access to the services and equipment that they need in order to live, work, and play in their communities or to even be safe or to have any semblance of quality of life. We affirm that this leads inevitably to undesired coerced placements when families are left with no other options for support. To make matters worse, although CMS prohibits states from waitlisting people for ICF care, 
we continue to hear Tennesseans report years of waiting. Thus, not only are the lack of services leading to coerced placements, those placements are often far out of state, creating an exceptional hardship and fracture to the natural support system. Our analysis has determined that this issue is experienced across all waivers in Tennessee, but that it is especially exasperated in the MCO-managed 1115A demonstration waiver of ECF choices. For those on the self-directed waivers, we're not abandoning you. We are continuing to work on solutions to that waiver as well, and we'll continue to do so. The Tennessee Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, though, which manages the 1915C waivers, like self-directed, has been very receptive to conversations to help develop solutions to these issues. While TenCare has continued to be avoidant and even acknowledge that these issues exist, and they're continuing to act as some runaway train of power without checks and balances. This is why we have asked legislators to specifically focus on TenCare's policies. If you head over to our website, tncsa.org, and look at the Advocacies Tools tab, you'll be able to find an action campaign. You can use that tool to contact your own legislators for support of this issue or share your lived experiences having trouble with parity in Tennessee. You can use our pre-made letter or we encourage you to write in your own words on how this issue matters to you. For those that have already been advocating and sharing your lived experiences, please know that you are making an impact. My conversations with other state leaders across Tennessee have been very encouraging over the past several months. Even those who do not have our direct experience with this acuity of care do not want to see our children isolated and struggling and harmed. By sharing your lived experiences, you have been helping others in the disability community better understand this historically underrepresented subpopulation. Your voices have been rallying the entire disability community to wrap themselves around our children in support of more appropriate services and equipment. You are not fighting alone anymore. Please hold on to hope that a better tomorrow is near. This week's What the Corner is emergency transport for behavioral crises. Yesterday was one of those really terrifying days where I had to call 911 for emergency transport while my daughter was in a behavioral health crisis. If someone is in a high acuity situation for medical emergency, such as a car wreck or burns, or even in my stepdad's case when I was in high school when he fell out of a tree stand while hunting, they're not required to go to the nearest emergency room. The ambulance immediately takes that patient to a trauma level hospital that has the equipment and staff to be able to stabilize that patient. Once again, we see a parity issue with Tennessee. Behavioral health is not looked at through the same lens of crisis and stabilization. My daughter needed to go to Vanderbilt, where all of her care is, for assessment and admission there. She was too aggressive to transport safely on my own, but the ambulance was required to take her to the nearest hospital, a hospital that did not have a psychiatrist, did not have a psych unit, and did not have the types of medications that could even be appropriate for her conditions. Ultimately, this led to hours upon hours in an emergency room without her even receiving appropriate care and still unable to access transport to Vanderbilt. So we were returned home. 
with her dangerously aggressing and self-injuring the entire ride home. This is completely unacceptable. Putting her in a car in that state is life-threatening. The hospital brought out five staff members, including two men, one of which was huge. And they physically wrestled my daughter through the parking lot and trying to keep her from disrobing and then folded her up into the car, knowing how many staff members it was taking to even be able to move her near the car or to keep her clothes on or to keep her from eloping or to keep her from aggressing. Absolutely none of that staff could have believed that it was safe to transport her in my car. But that's what happens when a person in a severe behavioral health crisis is transported to the nearest hospital instead of the most appropriate hospital. That hospital was not able to properly address our crisis. Why were we even there to begin with? Just what the? That, folks, is all we have for you this week. We appreciate you joining in for our weekly podcast, and we really hope we will see you tomorrow on our webinar, Exploring Advocacy. Thanks. See you soon.